Hey, it's Sarah, and I am super excited to announce my first class of 2021. On January 28th, I am going to be hosting a webinar on three steps to launch on autopilot. I'm very, very excited to share my tips that I have learned over the many launches that I have done. Make sure that you won't make the mistakes that I do. And if your last launch completely fried your brain, you're exhausted, or maybe you didn't get the results you hoped for, or maybe you haven't even launched yet because you're so overwhelmed, this class is for you. I have heard the launch story of overwhelm one too many times, and we're going to change that this year. So join me on January 28th, where we are going to learn how to have a better launch in less time with more profit. I'll see you there. Hi guys, and welcome to the What Else Podcast. My name is Sarah, and by listening to this podcast, we have now become best friends. And as best friends do, here we talk about life, ask interesting questions, and open up the floor to learn what else is out there. Before we get started, be a pal and subscribe to the podcast and give it a five-star rating because that is what friends do, and by doing so, you give someone else a better chance of finding it. All right, friend, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, and welcome to the What Else Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to talk about the behind the scenes of a launch. I'm going to go through some of my biggest mistakes going through launches, just take you behind the scenes to some of the launches that I've done and some oopsies that we've run into so that you don't run into them as well. If you're new here, hi, I'm Sarah Boss. I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and I help small business owners launch their products, their courses, and their programs with a lot less stress and a lot more profit. So um, if you're a small business owner interested in business or just interested in what it looks like for a 23-year-old to be stumbling around the world of business, stick around. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, Some of these I'm, I'm like not embarrassed to share them because I know that they're super helpful, but um, it is kind of funny. So one of the things that I'm going to start with like a really practical one, but this is something that we totally didn't see coming. So um, in one of my launches, we were having some pretty uh, rough metrics as far as our Google ads went with our opt-in page. So we had a lead magnet, I mean, and which is free, of course. And we had our Facebook ads going out, but our bounce rate on the lead magnet paid, like the actual opt-in page to put in the email, was really high, which was really odd. So we were like, what's going on? And so we actually got together with our Facebook ads manager, um, who I absolutely love her. I'm going to have her on the podcast later, and I can't wait to introduce you guys to her. Her name is Karen. Um, But anyway, so she was like, hey you need to take the header off of your opt-in page. And I was like, what? So um, when you're building a website, you have the general header, like the menu, you know, it's like services, about page, like your general menu. And when you go to create another page, it usually automatically puts that menu at the top. Now, what was happening was that when people were going to the opt-in page, they were getting distracted by the menu. They wanted to know the about, they wanted to know about the next masterclass, they wanted to know like all these kind of things. And so 
they get distracted by that menu bar and opt out before they can actually, or like they leave before they can actually opt in to the lead magnet. And it's just something I would have never thought about. And then from then on out, whenever I created an opt-in page, I made sure that it was super clear. Like you want to beef up the opt-in page enough where it's enticing and explains exactly what they're getting. So, you know, you got to pretend like if they've never seen anything of yours before and they go to this opt-in page, they know who you are and they know what you do and, you know, why they need to download the xyz but you need to make it simple enough so that they don't get distracted or overwhelmed and in all of your opt-in pages sales pages everything that and you need them to click a certain button you need them to follow your funnel take off the menu bar or your metrics are going to look really odd your bounce rates are going to be through the roof um just something that i didn't even think about Another problem that I've run into a couple times is when you are creating your program or your product, um, you know, a lot of times, I'm, I'm a big believer in the three-tier system, you know, with packages, and if you have learned, you know, if you've done any business courses or anything, a lot of times you hear about the three-tier system of having like a small bite offer, what's called your core offer, and then what's called, you know, you like high ticket, high ticket or VIP offer, which I love, you know, I'm a big fan of that model. And I think it's very helpful. But when you're trying to sell a product, a course or a program, you really need to have the sales page be solely to one thing. You think that by giving your consumers choices, you are doing them a favor, but really it's doing them a disservice. It ends up being very unclear And it's kind of like, I don't know about, okay, this, maybe this is just relevant to me, but like when I get to a restaurant and there's like a trillion choices, I get very overwhelmed. I don't know what to pick. And I usually pick the wrong one or I'll just be like, you know what? Never mind. Like, let's go somewhere else. And that's not what you want your consumers to feel. So giving them one choice, one pathway, and just reminding them of that choice several times on the sales page will make it a lot easier for them to actually opt in to the product. Simplify the product. You don't, that, you know, this is, this goes for, you know, not offering like a ton of products on one sales page and also goes for, you know, not feeling insecure about like having to add a bunch of crap onto your program or product to like make it look more enticing. I, um, you know, I've totally done this before where I've wanted to make a product um, and and add a bunch of stuff and you add, you know, you have this whole list of what do you get and you have this giant list. It really doesn't help. It will be a lot more effective if you got like, hey, like, you know, um, the so-and-so product, here's what you get, like three super, super valuable things in that package or, you know, whatever it may be. You'll need to customize this for whatever you're doing, but that's a lot more effective and a lot more clear to the consumer than just throwing in a bunch of fluff that doesn't really make sense and it's not going to end up creating more value. It's just going to end up creating more confusion. More is not better. Like we're, we're talking, we're talking Charmin method here. Keep it clear. Keep it concise. You only need a couple ply, you know, a couple couple sheets of toilet paper to get her done. You don't need to go taking a whole handful, bunching it up and making it a big mess. So keep that in mind when you're creating your product and creating your sales pages and all that kind of stuff. Another um, another mistake um, that I've uh, ran, run into is not creating a runway for the lead magnet. So what I, what I mean by that is 
when you're doing a launch, the launch doesn't start with, you know, if, if you've read anything about like launches and stuff, you know, the lead magnet, you know, the email. And if you don't, like, don't worry about that. Um, but you, you got your lead magnet, you're trying to build up your email list. Um, you know, you, there's this process, but there is a misconception that the launch starts with the lead magnet. So as soon as you advertise your PDF or whatever it is, you know, then it's like, okay, now all the messaging starts. No, 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 no. You need to create a runway for the lead magnet. The lead magnet is Obviously, it's not a monetary promotion, but it's just as much a promotion as the product itself. You're asking for your consumer's time and you're asking for their email address, and that is still a transaction. So you need to start, you know, your messaging around the lead magnet, you know, a week, two weeks before that, so that your consumers, your audience is ready to give you that time, that email address when it comes to promoting the lead magnet. Um, A lot of people feel that, oh, but it's free, like that's enticing enough. It's not. It's not. As many free things that you can get on Pinterest, as many free things that you can get literally anywhere, as many Facebook ads as I get to download some guide for some other thing, for me to actually download it means that I have already gained an interest in that topic, which means it's already been introduced to me. So don't make that mistake, you know, Give yourself a runway for all of your messaging for anything that you're promoting. If it's a lead magnet, if it's a webinar, if it's a product, treat it just like any other promotion and understand that you're going to have to take whenever you're promoting it, you know, backtrack on those dates and start that messaging sooner. With that said, um, with your messaging, another thing that I run into a lot, um, and this is more pertaining to when a, you know, if you're a business owner and you are promoting your, or you're launching something, it's really hard to not feel like you're being salesy um, and super, you know, you don't want to be pushy. Everybody's worried about being pushy. And so from your perspective, from, from your seat, it can really feel like you are bombarding your audience. And so I've had, you know, business owners like, oh, you know, this this is too many emails or this is too many social media posts. And listen, I'm all for minimalism, but when you've got to understand that you got to beat the dead horse for your messaging, you cannot be shy. You know, it's going to be very, very rare, if almost impossible for somebody in your audience to consume every single piece of content you put out. Like, I can't remember the percentage of the content like that people see or like the percentage of audience that actually sees your content because, you know, it ranges on all the platforms, but a very small percentage of your audience is seeing what you're putting out. So just because you put out an Instagram post does not mean that you're slapping everybody in the face with your message, with your promotion, with whatever. There are so many people who aren't even going to see that post and, um, you know, if you do three posts a week on one promotion, a lot of times that'll feel very like, oh my gosh, like that's too much to a business owner. But you're, you know, there's somebody who might only see one of those. Like, and and we all know, we all know that, you know, people have to see something like seven times before they will actually like um, take in that message. So you have to, you have to put a message in front of somebody seven times or more And you need to do that knowing that they're only seeing, you know, like what, like a small percentage of what you're putting out. So don't be shy. Talk about what you want to talk about. The people around you, 
want to hear what you do. They want to hear what you have to say. You can't be shy about sharing it. So that's one thing. And that's really hard. I will say that's very, very hard to do if you're on your own. If you've got a team, if you've got a manager, like a launch manager, if you've got, you know, somebody there kind of helping you through, even if, even if it's, you know, it's in the beginning and it's just a friend, have somebody there to kind of like watch your back and somebody that you can turn to and be like, hey, is this too much? And they can be like, no, keep going. This is for anything, like with starting a business, literally anything, it's good to have somebody like that. But have somebody there that doesn't have like skin in the game who will be able to tell you when things get annoying, but even more tell you when you are like shooting yourself in the foot, when you're getting in your own way, because that is pretty much like the the biggest issue in launches is getting in your own way because of insecurity, because of whatever it may be. But if you have somebody there that can kind of put you in your place and say, and like reinforce that, hey, you're doing the right thing, like you're okay, that's going to make all the difference. Another thing that um, ends up being a problem all the time that I don't, I don't know why it's a problem, but it is a problem. Writing your own sales page. Um, Here, so I get that not everybody's going to be hiring a copywriter with, you know, for your sales page, for your opt-in page, for whatever you're doing. Do I recommend it? Yes. Having a really skilled writer is great. Not even, you know, for, not just because they're a good writer. Like, you might be a good writer and, like, that's amazing for you. The value actually comes from being able to have somebody write from an outside perspective. When you talk about your product, it's going to be very different from how a consumer is going to want to hear about your product. Vastly different. And if it's it's extremely hard to get out of that mindset as the person who created it in order to have the perspective to be able to write about your product from the consumer's standpoint. That's why I do recommend a copywriter or somebody look over your sales page, even if it's, you know, asking a friend to look at it first and make some notes. That is super valuable. But you do need a second, like at least some second eyes on it because you're going to miss something. There's going to be internal language that you're going to use that somebody's not going to understand. You're going to miss a point because you think it's assumed when, or you're going to assume like it's something that they already know and it's not. It's something that you know because it's your product. You've been with it. You've been developing for it for however long. So it's just like when, um, <laughs> this is how I kind of compare it. So when I was young, my dad, I mean, I'm young, but like when I was like little, um, and I would come home with homework and I would need help with math. My dad is super smart, but it would really work against him. Um, because you know, I'd be just be trying to learn long division and he's like, Sarah, like that's a, that's such a dumb way of doing it. Like, this is how you should do it. You know, this, you know, this is how you do it. And I would be like, but dad, the teacher told me to do this. You know, I have to do it this way. And he's like, well, that doesn't make any sense, you know, and he would be speaking kind of above my head because like, you know, as an elementary schooler, you're probably learning like the long ways to do things, but that's what you need. You need somebody to walk you through the basics because you just don't know. So it was really hard for him to get back to that level because he was an adult. He had taken high-level math classes. He was way past that. So he couldn't even really relate to the headspace that I was in and, and really what I needed, 
because he was just past that. It's not his fault. It's not your fault that you are having trouble writing about your own product. That's, that's not just a common problem. Like, that's almost like necessary. If you are having trouble writing about your own product, then you know your product too well. And that's great. But you're going to need some help from somebody who doesn't know your product, but does also, but does know your consumer. Don't be asking your mom. Don't be asking somebody who doesn't understand what you do or the value of, you know, ask somebody who would, who could be a potential consumer and then they will have a much better perspective to say, hey, you know, this is a question that I have regarding this that you don't address. Hey, this is a problem that I have that your product, you know, fixes, but you don't say anything about. Hey, um, you know, you used this word, or, but I, do, I really don't know what you're talking about here. That's super valuable. And, you know, if you can get a copywriter, great. Otherwise, grab a good friend. They're great for everything. Final thing, not giving it enough time. This is especially relevant if it's A, your first launch, B, if you're doing it yourself. Um, And if it's your first launch and you're doing it with people, one, that's amazing. Or if it's your first time, like, doing a launch with people. All of this, like, slows, all of that slows the process down. If you have to do it by yourself, if you're working with a team for the first time, if you're doing a launch for the first time, all of that is going to slow the process down. And I guarantee the timeline in your head is probably faster than is truly possible. At least possible for a quality launch. People really rush through this. They you know, launch everything at once. They think like a two-week launch makes sense and they don't remember that, hey, that there's a lot of buildup before a two-week launch. That goes back to the messaging. Like, you gotta build a runway for everything that you're doing. A runway for your lead magnet, a runway for whatever webinar, a runway for your cart open, all of that stuff. It just requires time and your consumers are gonna require time to lead you down the funnel or for for them to go down the funnel that you're leading them through. It's okay for you to take some time in the beginning, you know, head down to do launch prep so that you get it right. Now, hear me out. What's the saying? Either shit or get off the pot. You know, whatever that saying is, I'm not saying to stay on the pot and just like mull it over for super long. No, but... I'm also not saying don't go out, you know, guns a blazing and not have a plan and think that you're going to wrap this up in 10 days without having any prep work. That's not going to work either. You're going to shoot yourself in the foot by having an audience that's not ready. And that God, that's the worst. I've seen it happen, you know, where a business owner is like, yeah, no, 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 my, my Instagram followers, they're so ready. Like, they like all my stuff. It's totally good. They're ready. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we really need to go through like a pre-launch phase. You know, we really need to kind of warm them up. And they're like, no, 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 no they got it. And I said, okay. And then they go to launch way too quickly. And it's crickets. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a slow process. I'm not saying that you have to launch over two months and it's going to be, you know, snail mail. But, like, you have to understand that before you go asking, you know, before you have the ask, you know, will you buy this? Will you opt into this? Whatever. You need to have been providing value to your audience before then. So, you know, don't rush it. Give yourself time. 
Um, and, and that time might just be like, hey, a week before you're going to announce something, start your, you know, start posting about it, about, you know, whatever topic. It's as simple as that. But it's something that people skip and they think they did something wrong. They think their product sucks, whatever. And it's not. It's just that your consumers weren't ready. And that's totally fine. It's not on them either. It's not to say that they don't want that product. They just don't know enough about you, about what you do, about the value of what you're doing to buy it. So bottom line, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've seen a lot of mistakes, but launches don't have to be stressful. They do not have to be something that just makes you want to absolutely blow a gasket. You shouldn't be feeling like you are spinning all your wheels all at once. If you're in a launch, that means you're launching something that, you know, you created that's that should be a really joyous experience. It should be exciting. And I really want to change the narrative of launches and stop making it something that's so crazy and feels out of control. I want it to be something that you can absolutely enjoy. If you're going into a launch, you're curious about um, how to make it feel a lot less stressful and also how to, you know, get some more profit, I am hosting a webinar on January 28th. It's going to be an online webinar from 1230 to 130 p.m. And I would EST, by the way, if I have any of any other time zone listeners out there, uh, I would love, 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 love to see you there. This is going to be an amazing class and it's on three steps to automate your launch. And that is one of the major things to make a launch a lot less stressful by automating it. By the time you get to the day of your launch, it really should be like pressing go and watching the dominoes fall. So I hope to see you there. It's going to be a wonderful time. Even if I just get to meet you, that's that would just make my day. Good luck to everybody out there who is launching something this year. Congratulations. That is amazing. And I will continue to help you in any way I can so that I can, you know, we're going to have the best launches in 2021. We're, you know, let's put our flag on the ground right now. All right, guys, I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to the What Else podcast. And if you liked this episode, then I've got a small to-do list for you. Uh, First of all, go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Sarah E. Boss. And I can go ahead and repost your post and that helps others find the podcast as well. And give me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends. So don't be selfish. And finally, if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content, you can at sarahebossblog.com. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode.